the dream team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Big three, IDP. Let's go. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big Three IDP Podcast. And joining me in spooky season in the Sode Shack, to my right, Adam Markham. To my left, Connor Rayner. Connor Rayner? Connor Rayner. How you doing tonight, Connor? <laughs> Long lost brother. How yeah. you been? Doing well. It's funny. Do you all have any kind of like pseudonym you use when you're filling out these forms online for whatever and you don't want to put in your real information? Yeah, usually like a bend over. Yeah, exactly. Dandruff. Mine, mine is just Kyle Rayner. So I think that's why that slipped out. I don't have that. I don't really ever do that. I need you to need, you need a spam that. email. Yeah. That's just for spam. And then you need a, an alias. Yeah. I'm one of those classic idiots. They love. I just I freely give them my info. Yeah, you're like, here it is. Here's my yeah. social. Why Mom's do they, maiden name. Mom's maiden name. Why do they want that? Just because. SeymourButt69420 at gmail.com. <laughs> that is our birthday on Twitter is April 20th, 1969. Dude. Okay, sure wondering. Dude. It's perfect. It's really good. It's good. Speaking of good, we got a good show for y'all tonight. This is going to be a fun one. We are doing, you know, we're five weeks in. Titans-Bills just wrapped up on Tuesday Night Football. I think only the second time that's happened um, in, like, modern NFL history. Uh, the other one was when Philly had a blizzard. Right. And it got rescheduled because of that. So, What did you boys think of that? Did you enjoy having the oh, Tuesday absolutely. game? Oh, absolutely. It was great. Tuesday was fantastic. I would love if great. they took one, like, Thursday afternoon, or Thursday, like a Sunday afternoon game, like a 3 o'clock game. Give it to us Tuesday night. Absolutely. Yeah. That's fantastic. More, I think eventually in the future, you will see a schedule that has football on every single night of the week. Just I'd about. like a Saturday game. That'd I love be great. a Saturday yeah. game. That'd be awesome. The NFL. 6 o'clock was great. It was yes. great. It was perfect. Also Wraps got me early. thinking, like, it's, it's got to be money living on the, the West Coast for football and, oh, and sports in general. Just 100%. Having games over by, like, 8 or 9. Yes. The only, the only time you get banged, it is a little early on Sundays. Sure. It starts at, like... Um, what like ten a.m.? Hey, that's money. That's sick. That's money. <laughs> so especially now that we're dads, like I'm, I'm up at. I was gonna say yeah, if you can Dad roll life. out of bed, yeah, if Gone. you can roll out of bed, you know about it. Then, yes, uh, we're up early. Yes. Just waiting. That's that's the longest. That's the that's the longest six hours. You, it's too much time to tinker with your lineup. Sure. You're just like I don't I don't need this time. I want to sure. roll out of bed and just go. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that is true. And Tuesday night football was great. We enjoyed it. Titans whooping that. Buffalo ass tonight. That was kind of surprising development. Tighten up. All the COVID going around in Nashville, and they just come out looking like they haven't skipped a beat. I know. Um, yeah, good to see A.J. Brown back. Oh, so good to have A.J. back. Had a, had a great game. Um, tight ones, man. They're for real. They're good. Connor, you scared? That's the first thing I said to Adam when he pulled up. I said, man, it sucks that the Titans are good. Because the, te- the Texans are terrible, the Jags are terrible, but so is Phillip Rivers. Yeah. We should not gloss over the fact that Rivers oh is boy. officially, it's spooky season, great, you know, graveyard cemeteries are kind of a big, we just need to go ahead and put Phillip Rivers in the football cemetery. My boy, P. Rivers, great career, potentially Hall of Fame career, dude is done. He is cooked like a Thanksgiving turkey. You boys are three and two, though. Yeah, because we played some of the worst teams in the NFL the first few weeks, and we lost to the Jags. Yeah. Hit the Phillip Rivers button, please. You mean the Andrew Luck button? Oh. You mean that button? Yeah, that one. That's the one. So, Connor, you're out now. It, it, it happened so quickly, but it was like seeing him play a – and the Browns are good, so I, I don't want good. to take They're away from team. them. That's true. And that, I don't know if we're just going to jump straight into roasting Philly Riv, but – 
He he has played. You got to give him credit, man. He's besides the Jacksonville game, he's played well in the other games, serviceable at least. Like nothing crazy, but better than what we had last year with Brissett. But against a, a team that will be a probably a, a playoff team, possibly a wild card team in the Browns, I think in the AFC, he looked horrible. He, man. he gave that game away. I mean, he gave them um, eight points. Right didn't help. Safety plus a pick six, mm. eight points. Bad field position, fielding the punt inside the five, and then bad play call of him doing a seven-step drop in the end zone. He just has no arm strength, man. Yeah. I was saying that all offseason. This guy's arm is shot. Now, if he can manage the game, but see, the problem is, I heard this said very well, he still thinks he's 24-year-old Phillip Rivers. Oh, well, yeah. The mindset hasn't changed. Yeah. At least when Manning's Gunslinger. arm went, he was, you know, dinking and dunking and being smart. And you would think Rivers would be at that stage, kind of like Drew Brees. Brees' arm is shot, too. Yeah. Highlighted by the fact you had Justin Herbert whipping lightning bolts around out there, and Breeze is throwing duck farts about six <laughs> yards down the field, looking like our buddy Lorne in the backyard before the XFFL auction when his arm went out. Um, Do you holler at Matt Ryan? I, I mean, I saw that theory thrown around earlier being like the Colts have so much money, they have so much talent, and you know, you got a lot of chips you could give away with Jacoby or. Phil, if someone wanted Phil, or keep Phil and keep him on the bench and trade Jacoby and give some capital with it. Here's the here's the move that I like because Rivers, I mean Matt Ryan would be an upgrade over Phil Rivers. Go get Darnold. Yeah, I think the Jets are in full fire sale mode right now. I think Gase is doing whatever he can to get fired. We'll get into the big news item here out of New York in just a second. Go get Darnold. That's the piece that I want to build around. This is going to be the worst team in the league. They're going to go draft a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields and just do a reset with a new coach, possibly a new GM and a new quarterback. Go get a young guy. I like Darnold. I think he's talented. He's just stuck in the worst situation, possibly in NFL history for a highly touted rookie quarterback. Yeah, I agree. That would be that'd be the move. Who do you guys have this week? So the we Bengals. have the Bengals. So River, the- River's going to get the start, right? Have they come out mm-hmm. and said he's... Yes. So he's the coach is behind him. Yep. Did he say anything like to the? He effect? said he is our starter. So I mean, and unequivocally, he, said, he yeah, I don't think he's going to bench. He him. said he's playing good football. He's the least of my worries. So I think at best with Philly, Philip Rivers behind center, I think at best our ceiling is maybe like second round exit from the playoffs. That we have a good defense, but that offense just cannot score. There's a reason Rodrigo Blankenship is the leading scorer in the NFL right now. And it's because the Colts can't score touchdowns. Why is he being so weird with his usage, though? Why are we not seeing more Mo Cox? Why are we not seeing more Naheem Hines? That's a great question. Why the hell is Jordan Wilkins? I, I get there's like a sector of Twitter that likes him, but he is. He's not, a great. He's he runs hard. He you typically has good runs. But I agree. I think it should be Jonathan Taylor. Yes. Let's get him going, and let's lean on him and Naheem Hines in the passing game. Great week one, and then all of a sudden, just gone. It's yeah. been it's been not good coaching. I've Frank been very Reich disappointed has himself. Big yeah, time. yeah. It's it's too not, cute. Getting too cute. Yes, and there's a there's the sunk cost fallacy there too. And we just paid Philip Rivers twenty five million dollars. Um, Frank Reich has familiarity <laughs> from back in the San Diego days. Yeah. So there's some there's some mental biases working against Reich here that are potentially going to doom this team, because if he puts up a couple more stinkers like that, we're going to be staring at three and four. You know, because I mean, I'm not overlooking the Bengals. I know they got whooped by the Ravens, but Burrow's legit. Burrow's good, man. Yep. That offense is legit. A.J. Green needs to go ahead and pull a 
uh, a uh, who was the guy that we had, Connor Vontae Davis, and retire at <laughs> halftime of the next game with that putrid effort he gave out there. Do you realize they're paying him like a million dollars a game? That's crazy. With the franchise tag number? You saw the clip that was going around. You oh, know, yeah. On the overthrow where it got picked. And, and he's then... just running parallel. He's like, look right. at me. I'm going to act like I'm going to tackle this guy. Psych. That was pitiful. Burrow yeah. is good, but, dude, you know what other rookie is good is Herbert. Herbert's a stud. Herbert is stud. good, dude. And I was wrong on him. I thought kind yeah, of I like a Josh sucked. Allen type. Accuracy issues, a lot of tools, but just not going to be able to put it together at the NFL level. And, man, he is a stud. Yes, he's a beast. And um, it was able to get him, like, in the second round of a lot of rookie, like, super flex drafts. I got him in quite, a, in quite a few. I mean, everyone was down on him. They're, they're, you're seeing a few people come out and act like they were, you know. They Nobody was high on Justin There wasn't Herbert a lot of people, people that were Everyone calmed down. Um, but, yeah, man, he, he's going to be good for a long time. Uh, and he just makes great throws. He's got such an arm. His athleticism. Reminds a little bit of Josh Allen. Not not as mobile. But, yes. he, but he, the way he can kind of, you know, just get outside the pocket and just throw balls on the run and, and they'd be on the money. He threw it got just a laser. Like he got his arm got hit and it stopped about halfway through his throwing motion and he still only underthrew the guy about fifty yards down the field by like underthrew him by like a yard or two. He didn't even complete his throwing motion. That's how strong this guy's arm is. It's just it's just wild seeing someone that young come in and, and be that good. I know they're 0 four, but I mean man, he's been nothing. Reason but to impressive. be hopeful. Yes. Reason to be hopeful there in Los Angeles. Well, let's get into the news here, fellas. We should mention uh, we got a great episode. If you haven't checked it out yet, go listen to the last week's episode with John Macri from PFF. Doing great numbers. We appreciate everyone listening to that episode. We appreciate John very much. Uh, go follow him if you haven't yet. But tonight's episode, guys, we're looking at the 10 most impressive defensive units through five weeks of the 2020 NFL season. So this could be linebackers, defensive line, or the defensive backs. We've got 10 groups we're going to talk about. We're going to hit some waivers. We're going to check it on the rooks as well, Addy. Hell yeah. Some of our favorite guys that uh, we discussed this offseason. Let's see how they're doing so far. But we start with the news, boys. And, Connie, this broke uh, probably an hour, hour and a half ago. The Jets have released Le'Veon Bell. He has been making, since the year he held out, he has been making bad business decisions. He is just, there's no telling how many tens of millions of dollars he has cost himself. Well, 14, because he sat out and refused to play under the franchise tag for $14 million. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and he's killing his, I mean, he's going to get the label of cancer teammate if he hasn't got that already. Because I don't know why he's being released, if it's just like purely acting out and, no, I think it's Adam Gase. Never wanted him. Yeah. He was signed before Gase was hired. And Gase so, is going to get fired, too. This so is, I, I don't know what true. he's doing, getting able to be able to pull any strings. You know, I don't – it's just – I don't know. It seems it seems reckless just to cut him. But I guess you got to do what you got to do. If you got to set an example, if somebody doesn't want to be there and they're, they're causing bad issues in the locker room, then, you know, let them go. I think they put out a statement and said no one's bigger than the team, and, you know, it's true in every business. And they've been shopping them, hadn't been able to get anyone yeah. to even send them a late-round pick unless they were willing to eat a big chunk of his salary. Uh, this came out right after I saw a story this week about uh, Le'Veon Bell <laughs> liking tweets about his usage not being where it should be. And Adam Gase was like, well, you know, I wish that this wasn't this way with this generation of players speaking out like this kind of passive-aggressively on Twitter. 
Buddy said that's how it is. And someone said, Gase is notorious for leaking these little stories to the press, yeah. throwing his players under the bus. So, uh, old hypocrite Gase strikes again. Yeah, that's just what's going to happen in a locker room, you know, run by Gase. So, um, this was just, yeah, bad marriage from the start. We knew it was probably not going to work out. And uh, where do we go from here? Who's going to who's going to pick him up? That's the question. Do y'all have any hot takes on this? I threw out the idea of the Bucks. Why not? I know everybody went initially with, oh, uh, he's going to New England. But I don't know. Maybe maybe he does go to New England. But I don't. I, hopefully, uh, it seems like Dalvin Cook's not too banged up in Minnesota because they could use. They could definitely use a back if Dalvin Cook was too hurt. It doesn't seem like he is from the injury report I saw on him. But I think, you know, if if the Bucks need any type of help, if Carolina continues to win and McCaffrey's not healing up like he needs to, I mean, there's some decent landing spots you could send him to just to fill in and fit in, and if he doesn't, let him go. Yeah. Uh, great comment here from one of our favorites, Kyborg, saying that Adam Gase is a b-hole. That's what they call him on the fantasy footballers. One of my favorite nicknames, Mr. B-Hole. And it's true. I'm sure Le'Veon Bell is happy to be free of the B-Hole at this point. Addy, where do you think he lands? I kind of think New England makes a lot of sense. I mean, Belichick has been a, a longtime fan of Bell. Um, Sigmund Bloom today, he posted some quotes on Belichick uh, about Bell. Oh, my God, tremendous player, great hands, catching the ball very quick, makes people miss, strong, breaks tackles, excellent balance, tough, doesn't run out of bounds, fights for extra yardage, great player, as good as anybody. Wow. So, I mean, a lot, and there's a lot of quotes like that about, you know, about Bell. And uh, I don't know, this just lines up. You know, this is we see this, it seems like, every single year. Um, so, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised. And I think it makes a lot of sense, honestly. I mean, Damon Harris, he sh- he showed some flashes, um, but he's pretty one-dimensional, uh, whereas Le'Veon Bell can do a lot of things that, that could kind of, you know, he could t- he could he could be the James White and Damon Harris combined. Um, I just think he, he'd do well there with Cam. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'd look. All right. We had a great comment here from Bebab underscore FFB said, Eagles, just to see the Sanders truthers tilt on Twitter. <laughs> That would be hilarious. We've heard them linked to a lot of guys, Devontae Freeman back in the day, Carlos Hyde. That would be fun. I've got um, a take that I'm going to echo here. Ross Tucker put this out on Twitter. Uh, Lev Bell, as we said, passed on $14 million to sit out a year. He just got paid $6 million by the Jets. What if he just chills for the rest of 2020? What if yeah. he just said, I just got $6 million. I'm not going to play kind of like a clowny situation. Like Somebody will get desperate and come pay me a lot of money you know, late in the season to come be their running back. But yeah, I mean, that's a, that's definitely an option. I mean, he, he does. We've seen it to, before. He thinks that way. Uh, and if he got hurt, that's going to probably mess up his money for next year. So, exactly. uh, so look, yeah, that, that could be an option. Look at A.B. at what, what can happen when players think the game won't move on without them. Isn't that True. crazy? Both those Both guys are now out of a job. Man. The NFL moves so fast. It's insane. Especially at running back, man. Like, don't, don't, be, don't be thinking you're not replaceable. And that's that's what, I, that's what I said. And if he don't want to play and he thinks he's paid enough, hey, man, that's 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 your choice. But if your goal is to keep playing and keep making money, you're messing both of those up. You're not – and your boy Marshawn would tell you, you're not taking care of your, your mentals or, or your, your chickens. chickens. <laughs> that's right. At all. 
Great advice from Marshawn Lynch. It is. Simple enough. Let's move on and talk about uh, the NBA playoffs just wrapped up. Of course, them, along with the NHL, did a bubble down in uh, NBA's was down in Orlando at the Disney World uh, facility there with the uh, with the the same court that they played all the games on. No positive tests over the entire time they had the bubble. Quite an achievement. Well done. NBA. Well done, NBA. Um, the NFL that came out this week has been discussing a bubble scenario, but just for the playoffs. Now, everyone that has come out, including Doctor Sills, who is the head doctor for the NFL has said we're not there yet because you have to think about this would be around you know kind of like the holidays and a lot of people would be away from their families a lot of people way more than the NBA because these teams are like four times as big in terms of the roster size so he said that would take a huge emotional and mental toll and so he said and it's not guaranteed to work even though the NBA's did work uh, it would be harder for the NFL with more players. So they're not there yet. Do you all think a bubble could potentially work in the NFL? I think so. I mean, we saw it work in the NBA, and I guess it is – it's a little different. You know, NBA, it's like 15 guys on a roster. Um, NFL, it's like 53 um, plus staff and all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah, you're probably looking at like 75, 80, 80 you know, people, I would per think. Per team, yeah. yeah. So, I mean – it's a lot. I know. I think. Uh, I think it probably took a, a toll on a lot of the NBA players. You know, being there that long, sneaking um, in. Was it sneaking in the players in the dressed in the jerseys? Uh, yeah. Or sneaking in the girls dressed in the players dressed jersey. in the players jerseys? Yeah. I mean, we know that. Uh, you know, Bronny, he's he's gonna he's probably getting his ass whooped right now by LeBron. Can you oh, imagine? Yeah. Which shout out to LeBron. I know you're watching this, LeBron, but Hey LeBron. LeBron, you're the GOAT. Get your son you under control. You, dude. Take you away your son's phone. You are the Number, GOAT. And the, the the Tom can we put the Tom do you have a Tom Brady meme of with LeBron's face I did not. I'm sorry. Our favorite pastime YouTubers is to ask Josh if he has something knowing he doesn't have it. So um, I'm just going to say yes and then pretend like I'm putting it on the screen and you all can't see it. Before we give LeBron some more love on his, his NBA win, to answer the bubble question, no, it won't work, and it's not fair to ask the players to do that. The NFL has to realize it can't do what the NBA did, just strictly numbers-wise. They can't do it, and they're just going to have to accommodate. If they have to add an 18th week to, to help give an extra buy, just – Buy more time. I know you have an ideal time frame. You want to do all this to be able to keep the Super Bowl and keep playoff dates and all that, and that's fine and dandy. But guess what? Every other industry in the world has had to adapt, and if the NFL has to, it's not going to be with a bubble. The numbers just, they don't work. They don't work like they do in the NBA, so it's just expand on the practice squad, give yourself more time, and just keep playing. Like you even saw the Titans. Everybody thought they were going to go, you know, super code, rusty. Yeah. And, code red because they, you know, they didn't break any rules, but guys were getting COVID and they came out tonight and just blew the freaking doors off the bills. They hey. still need to be punished. I mean, they're holding these unauthorized practice sessions. Hey, like turns out getting COVID, not such a bad thing. <laughs> Everyone's like, maybe we should, should we get COVID? Yeah. <laughs> should we have a COVID party? Like yeah. a chicken pox Dude, party? Should we not triple kiss? Yeah. Just constantly. Just constantly. No, I think, uh, uh, the only way that could work is with the 14 playoff teams. There's no way it could work with the entire league. And I think what you'll see happen is they'll add an 18th week. They'll get rid of the Pro Bowl, which needs to happen anyway. They'll compress that. Uh, they'll take out that bye week, essentially, where there's no real football. And you'll just go straight from the championship games into the Super Bowl. 
I think that's because they want to keep the Super Bowl the same. They want to end the season the first Sunday in February. And so to do that, I think they'll add that 18th week. Because we have to keep in mind, there's only been like two or three teams that have had, you know, the Titans obviously were the worst. You've had the Pats that have flared up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it hasn't been like half the league has come down with major cases. So, so far they're doing really well. Oh, yeah. Um, Just one team, you know, that should have some kind of punishment inflicted, whether it's a draft pick or a fine or whatever. But, you know. Turned out okay tonight. How's Cam doing? Cam Newton. Um, um, I think he'll play next week since good. they got I miss uh, watching him, postponed. Man. Yeah. So that's that something sucks. we should mention as well. Uh, that was supposed to be the double header last night. The uh, Patriots-Broncos game got postponed uh, because of more positive tests. So, um, But now the only silver lining there is Cam's probably back. I don't think the Pats are upset about this. You know what else is back is this week having to text your fantasy manager alternates for all this oh, yeah. bullshit. That is, this is the, that is the worst first world problem fantasy wise. Like I just, it is the most because yeah, I'm already getting in that mode. Like you mentioned, that lag time sucks so much, and then it's like this anxiety thing of being like. Make sure to text subs and alternates for all these potential and you, games. And Adam has to look across twelve leagues and figure out. Oh, dude, all it's this a nightmare. Stuff. It's a nightmare. I made so many. Like I had, I made so many bad calls and just leagues where I just forgot. Oh yeah, I forgot to set that lineup or check this. It just <laughs> it's a bad idea. Don't do that, everyone. And especially in years like this, I don't, I can't imagine people that do like twenty plus leagues. It's I mean you have to have like a, a small army of assistants that are helping you at that point. And that's and you and you are devoting a ton of time to. It's that. like you hopefully have some big prize money on the line because there's a lot of other things you could be doing with that's, your time. And that's where I'm going to get. I'm just going to start narrowing down. I'll still obviously check in. I'm never going to like try and set up you know, you know people that are out or whatever on bye weeks. Not going to do that. You're not that kind of person, but you're not going to invest any time doing waivers or trades. You're just going to set a lineup. There's, there is a point of diminishing returns where it's like, fantasy's fun. Now this is miserable on the yes. backside of that curve. Yep. So, yeah, and it's that, that number's different for everyone. So another um, guy not having much fun, two guys not having much fun, Atlanta Falcons head coach Dan Quinn and GM Thomas Dimitrov have been fired. Uh, Raheem Morris from the Youngry Bucks, remember him, the Bucks yeah. head coach back when they were Youngry, uh, has been named the interim head coach. As Bobby pointed out, I thought this was Raheem Mostert <laughs> got the head interim head coach nod there in Atlanta. Uh, this was we knew this was coming. Uh, Bill O'Brien released, uh, uh, you know, given his walking papers last week. Now it's Dan Quinn. Not a surprise. The Falcons have been terrible, and. Um, you hate it. He they finished the season strong last year. He got to keep his job surprisingly, but um, that team is in desperate need of some uh, some rebooting. Yes, definitely. I saw where a few of the players came out and said like, you know, they a lot of people didn't understand the situation or they they didn't think that Quinn uh, Quinn was you know as loved as he was, but apparently he was. Oh yeah, great guy. That's all you've heard in the wake of his departure. Unlike Bill O'Brien. Right. A lot of the stories were like, yeah, Bill O'Brien would openly F-bomb people and tell them to get the F out of the facility when they would be fired. Like, kind of a nightmare we're person. Fighting. If you fire me and just F-bomb me out the door. On the, the way door, out the door. We're fighting. There's, there's, I know you probably have security that's going to, like, shoot me and tase me, but, like. You're catching these hands. Yeah, if you're going to, as a man, if you're going to fight. I read that story, Sir. and I was just like, who in that building is not absolutely coming across the table at him if he's going to fire you and F-bomb you out the door? So, 
I as a Colts fan, I hate that that dumbass is out in Houston because he was the best thing that happened to us. So I, I pray to God they don't get somebody competent because that dude was a moron. Um, sucks for. And I feel we, like Dan Quinn broke after the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was never the same. That Falcons team, they won a playoff game the next year, but, man, that that's just... They're 0-5? Yeah, 0-5. That's crazy. Blown two of the biggest leads, I mean, like in comical fashion. Just seems like that may be their destiny now. They may be the big lead blowers, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But, uh, I mean, so so what do you think they should do there? Should they... I think they should trade Julio. I think they should trade Julio. They should trade Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Just sure. blow the whole thing up. You got Calvin Ridley. You got Deion Jones. You got some, you know, some decent pieces to kind of build around. But just start over. Yeah. Try to go get you a Justin Fields or uh, Trevor Lawrence. You know, bottom out. It's okay. Yeah. Get rid yeah. of those uniforms. S- just fire those off into the depths <laughs> of hell, never to be seen again. We don't need them. Send them back to the longest yard. Yeah. Give them back they- to the mean machine. Yeah. Those are awful, just, bro. We want to see the retros. Those, Go with the those, retros. Yes. The dirtier bird. The black. How yes. are we still yes. doing this? How do we still have bad uniforms? I don't know. I don't get just it. Just listen to the internet. Literally. Yeah. Put, yes. a, put a poll out there. Get a get a Reddit group together and be like, guys, what do you think? Because I promise you, you will not be led astray if you just ask the fans, does this look like trash? Yeah. Maybe get some people who are outside your fandom, you know, who won't be like family and, and afraid to hurt your feelings. Bro. That's like where the that's one of like the two places in the world that they do like the fashion markets every year. So every piece that every designer buys comes from one of those big market sales they'll have. They'll be like in New York and yeah, Atlanta. New York and Atlanta, that's right. And that's what you came up with? It's yeah. just shameful. It's awful. Yeah. So um I think Atlanta, yeah. Um I heard your Vikes floated as a potential team that should go trade for Matt Ryan. Hell no. Yeah, I don't know why you would do that. Why would we ever do that? Just bottom out. It's okay. You guys are 0-5, right? We are ready for the tank. Let's do it. Arms open. You need to trade Kirk. I think you could maybe get like a... No one's going to trade for him. I think you could maybe get a second for him or something if somebody was... Like when Adam Adam Gase would go trade for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, sure. Trying to save the... Turn the season around. Yeah, right? Hey, you you don't like that. (laughs) You don't like that. I would like a trade. I'd like a second round pick for Kirk. That'd be great. That'd be great. I think Adam Gase would give it to you. Um, So uh, some injury stuff this weekend. We had like the highest of highs with Alex Smith coming back after... Like 596 days or something insane, like almost two years since he's played professional football. It was amazing to see him back. He had like 39 yards passing, so not great if that's their plan. Probably just like (laughs) get him in some meaningless games so he can get the comeback player of the year. But don't put him in as your quarterback, Washington. Um, Especially against Aaron Donald, bro. He got crunched like six four times. Four sacks by Aaron I Donald. Was, I was terrified watching him. <laughs> so scared. Did you see his it, wife? Oh, my. She was about to hyperventilate in the crowd. She's like trying to keep the kids calm, but she's like yeah, breathing into the paper bag. Like, like, oh, my God, Aaron Donald, get off my husband. Yeah. I mean, like, and he lit his ass up. First thing. Hard. Like, yeah, first thing. thing. Um, yeah, it's like whenever they showed the shot of her, like of him, of him coming out, like she was, you know, crying, obviously, but it's like, <laughs> was she crying? Cause she's scared. She's absolutely <laughs> yes. crying because she's scared. I was scared. I texted y'all in the thread and I was like, dude, I, I turned it off red zone onto that game. And I was just like, I feel like we're about to see like another just 
Mm-hmm. We're about to see a Marty from not another teen movie <laughs> situation with Aaron Donald busting through this line. Yeah, it keeps getting worse in the Washington for the R words. Wouldn't that be the worst, man? Just like he comes back and it's like, yeah, and then it's like <laughs> just funny. just obliterates him, snaps his <laughs> other leg in half. It's not funny. But it's not. The Marty from Not Another Teen Movie is all I'm picturing, and that's like an all-time <laughs> underrated scene. And Aaron Donald could do that to yes. another human being if he wanted. Him and Khalil Mack. When Khalil Mack hip-tossed uh, Tristan Wirfs like a rag doll, I was like, oh, my God, that man is so strong. Yeah, he reminded everyone who he, who he is. That's right. Uh, and then we had Dak De- Prescott's ankle injury. I was Jeez. One of the most bizarre things I've seen watching football, because I'm watching the game. Allie's actually watching it with me, weird enough. And... When he initially was sitting there, kind of grabbing his um, his calf, and Romo's like, "Well, maybe it's a cramp," and his foot is turned like at a forty five degree angle. I thought his like shoe was off. I thought his shoe was off. Yeah, I, did I thought, oh, first. his yeah. shoe just came off. And then they showed the replay, and the leg just ragdolls. Oh, man. and it's enough, the man. grossest injury: the compound fracture, dislocation of the right ankle. Of course, compound means the bone sticking out of the skin. Mm-hmm. Like someone said on Twitter, thank God we just didn't see blood pouring out of his shoe at oh, that point. Man. If he but wasn't taped, it would have been probably. It I was mean, he was really gruesome. Taped. Yeah. <sighs> Obviously in shock, not feeling that your leg basically disconnected from or your foot disconnected from your leg. You feel awful because he was playing on the franchise tag this year, no long term security. Um, you hate it for Dak. Great guy, beloved in across the NFL. Hopefully Jerry brings him back, does the right thing. They should have paid him anyways. This was stupid. Yeah, I know. But now it puts him in a tough spot because he's coming off a really gruesome injury uh, that could be, you know, potentially career-threatening. I don't care what the doctors say on Twitter. Right. That's bad. Yeah, it's not, it's not just four to six months. It's also like a mental thing you're going to have to get over. You know, exactly. that's... Exactly. <laughs> I, broke, I broke a bone. I think about it still from time to time. Yep. Like, you've, I'm sure you still think about that, you know, your broken leg. Yep. That's just something you got to, you know, I think it really takes some time to get over some of that stuff, and especially in that fashion. My God. I think he'll be fine, man. That dude is tough, and he He is is mentally tough. He is a great dude. His teammates love him. It seems like everybody in the league loves him, and I I think – Personally, I think we'll be talking about him as like a comeback player of the year next year. He's going to get his contract. He's got, I mean, he may have to settle and do something short that I think they'll franchise tag him again. Yeah, I think I had to guess. Have a short term prove it year, and I think he's going to do it. So, hey, Dak, I know you're also watching with LeBron. So, (laughs) at the same house. Yeah, y'all are together hanging out, making sure everybody's good. So, we appreciate you. Really cool of you to check on Dak. Thanks for being a patron of the podcast. We appreciate you you guys. guys. Thank you. Love you guys. Take it easy on Bronny, LeBron. Yeah, yeah, just seriously. He's a kid. Just, just weed, dude. Yeah. He's just remember he's a kid. But take Maybe away that. Take away the social media. It's, it's, it's poisonous. That, dude. So we talked about the Aaron Donald four sat game. Uh Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, can he please grow the hell up, Addy? We know he's the most immature player on Twitter. Even today, I thought about you with his tweet. The, the, what was it he said? Not a bad guy, but they turn you into one or something like that. He is such an idiot. He's so dramatic. He's so immature. Punching Cha- uh, Chauncey Gardner, Deuce Johnson in practice. Uh, held out a Monday night's game. Michael Thomas, grow the hell up, man. Hey, first sign of, of adversity. What's he do? Punches someone in the face. Starts pouting. Starts creating rifts in the locker room. And Can't apparently, Mike. And apparently the, the deal was not Ooh. just the punch, but just like his not attitude bad. afterwards. Like... Yeah. Didn't want to get counsel, didn't want to, wasn't, you know, apologetic or anything. Oh, like, that's just, I mean, that's, he's shown us who he is. Yep. I mean, he, 
Been saying it all along. Dynasty a, wide receiver one? Nope. He's a no. He's not. He's twenty seven and a half already. What's up with all these dudes like AB and now him? Like these stud? Is it just because all wide receivers are prima donnas and they just start acting like just crazy selfish asses? It, yeah. It is kind of weird that it, the ones that are the prima donnas are the ones who are at the top of the league at their position. Terrell Owens, you know, Chad Johnson, Antonio Brown, now Mike Thomas, like. Michael Thomas, it's kind of strange. Le'Veon Bell. It's an alpha position. You know? I think so. I'm sure. Um, speaking of, you know, uh, Pittsburgh wide receivers, maybe future alphas, Chase True. Claypool, Mapletron, four touchdown game, three receiving, one rushing. Just Spe- an- speaking of that meme you were talking about with, you know, Brady and the Ford, that got a lot of use this week. It really did. The Claypool thing. Yep. LeBron. LeBron. Yep. Pretty cool. Yes. Pretty weird. Yeah, for Brady having dementia and, and throwing the four up. <laughs> Going to Florida and having a senior moment. Yeah, he Not did. the first time He's that's at the happened. retirement village. Just, uh, yeah, he, he let that one slip. So, yeah. The real one was the best one, though. I mean, Brady just looking confused. And supposedly four? had ripped some people's asses before that oh, on the sideline. Oh, yes. About did you like, not see that yeah, in like, the game? you know, get your head out of your, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. and oh all he was this. chewing off. He was chewing out his offensive linemen because they were getting him killed. And then to do that, I'm like, dog, you. you you better have a like man to man with everybody in the locker room. Like that, that guys, was on me. Yeah, yeah. I messed up. I y'all can come up. at I'm me sorry. for that. I'm sorry, guys. So yeah, that was the news. Let's talk about waiver wire targets real <laughs> quick, Addy. Just like last time, I want to get your temperature on these guys here, just to see if you are interested. Then we're going to get into the rookies, and it's going to be fun. So waiver wire targets: Chase Claypool. If hey. he's out there, hell yes, yes. <laughs> go hell get. Yes. Spend a lot of your spend a lot of your fab. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Deontay Johnson has proven that he can't stay healthy right now. Um, and there, how can you take this guy off the field? Like he, can't. He's definitely he's, – he's passed up James Washington now. Um, yeah, he, he's a beast. Congratulations, Steelers. You now have a little Mike Evans on your squad. Exactly. They're so good at drafting wide receivers. It's dumb. If we did an episode like that, what – the teams that are best at certain things – They'd be the best at drafting wide receivers. It's incredible. I heard some of their busts the other day. They were going back, and it was like Martavis Bryant, and I'm trying to think of who the other one was, and I was like, that is so true. And, and they're all, they're, none of them are first-rounders. No. They're all, like, at best, second to third-round AB round was, guys. like, what, third? Sixth. The sixth round? Sixth round. Oh, my gosh. Fairly Out of certain. Central Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that because of the dodgeball connection. Yeah. Um, what about Jason Pierre-Paul? We know JPP, the eight-fingered wonder, Addy. Go get him. Yeah, absolutely. He had a nice week. I he was sh- shouldn't be out there. He shouldn't be. I was debating this with uh, with our boys Johnny the Greek and Joey the Tooth. I said, guys, give me some counsel here. Third third linebacker spot, JPP or Danny Trevathan. Funny enough, scored the exact same number of points. Wow, very nice. So that uh, should have benched Devin White. That was the move. Um, what about Tayshawn Gibson Senior? Any interest there? Uh, I still want to see a little bit more of it. Um, but yeah, I mean. If you're in need, for sure. That's I mean, that's kind of how this stuff's going to be going. There's a lot of these these types on this list that, uh, I mean, we're at the point in the year where you can kind of plug and play all these a lot of these guys. That's right. We saw it with Dakota Allen last week, which are we going to get to him? Uh, no, he's not on the list, this list. Dakota Allen, interest? Uh, sure, yeah. Why not? He, he's going to work out fine as long as, you know, Miles Jack getting out there. Yeah, uh, that sucks, too. Miles Jack was having such a nice season. Joe Thomas... There in Dallas, I think with uh, LVE out, I think Joe Thomas continues to be a nice little plug-and-play option there, Eddie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's been really good. I mean, you know, just filling in the LVE, LVE role just fine. 
uh, and, and producing tackles every week. LB25 right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Crazy, crazy. Shelby Harris. Yes, yes. Uh, I've had plans on playing him in, in a few week, uh, a few leagues this week, but uh, unfortunately, you know, with the corona and everything, it got pushed back. But, yeah, he's he's been great this year. What about, And this, this is one I'm not sure on. Kyler Fackrell. I mean, um, potentially. Um, I want Blake there, and that's about it right now. Yeah, I think I think Kyler had a great game. I think he had a pick. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, right. So I mean, he he got boosted by the big play. I mean, I, yeah, definitely wouldn't start this guy. I I mean, and and yeah, I'm probably not running out to to you know pick him up. But also Marcus Golden, who's there, uh, he one of your favorites, he, which he hasn't been being used at all this year. But I noticed his his uh, his snap count finally went up, and he was able to to produce a little bit. So, uh, yeah, both those guys are, are guys you need to have on your radar. What about Carl? Carl Lawson. Oh, yeah. He didn't have the, you know, everyone was all pumped up because he was going to get more snaps this week, and he did. He got a lot more snaps. It was great to see, finally. Um, but he, he didn't do much with them. But he still had good pressure numbers and everything. So, uh, yeah, Carl Lawson a, is, a, is a great player, and uh, I think that you should probably roll him out. And you get to say Carl. So, and you get to say Carl. So that's nice. Uh, what about Deshaun Elliott, the safety there opposite of Chuck Clark in Baltimore? Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's a fine option as well. Uh, and safety is always a tough position, so, I mean, you can do worse. And he's uh, he's been pretty productive. DB35. Yeah, it's not bad. Not too shabby. Yeah, I wanted to look it up to see where Carl is right now. So Carl is actually... Okay, so he's D line two twenty three, because I wanted to look and see that that Cincinnati. You have Sam Hubbard at D line thirty. Sleeper does it weird though. This is uh, on another website. I'm not going to mention the name because we don't approve of them. Oh yeah, but uh, Carlos Dunlap D line thirty seven. BobbySylvester.com. Yes, exactly. A um, couple more here, Addy. What about Dalvin Tomlinson? Yeah, for the Giants. Yes, especially in defensive tackle required leagues. He's a he's a must own. Um, been just awesome. Young guy, just seems to get better and better every year. Ladanian's son? Yes, that's him. Absolutely. Congratulations his, to him on the lineage. His large adult son. Large adult son. <laughs> <laughs> you love to see it. Uh, a couple more. Ryan Neal. Uh, I mean, so he's filling in for Jamal Adams. So as long as Jamal Adams is out, yes. Ryan Neal has been great. We're going to talk about the Jets secondary, which has surprisingly been one of the bright spots in uh, defensive circles this year crazy that they are in this position as you're going to hear without Jamal Adams like we thought oh my god this Jets secondary is going to be so bad and they've been all right I know it's crazy so what about Emmanuel Agba finally on waivers yeah I mean he's fine you know you you can always uh use some depth at that position so yeah now here's my ad of the week Ooh, okay hit me with it Tyrell Adams okay Houston okay Bernard McKinney out for the year. Is he really? I hadn't heard this. Yes. A lot of people didn't. Oh, dang. But, what uh, happened? I don't remember what the injury was. I think it might have. I don't know. I don't want to guess. Um, I'll look it up. While but you... Anyway, he's out for the year. Uh, Tyrell stepped right in and got 13 tackles and a forced fumble. Hey, I like that. Um, I don't see any kind of. Um... Oh, a shoulder injury. Shoulder, shoulder injury for McKinney. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking he's out for the year. I think he had surgery and yes, everything. Yes, he is. It so. is uh, expected to be out for the season. That was a day ago. So get you a nice little, what was the name? Tyrell. Tyrell Adams. Tyrell Adams. Go pick you up, Tyrell Adams. Connie, let's talk about some rookies. 
And uh, why don't you walk us through there some of those guys that uh, we want to highlight. Yeah, so we'll start off here with Patrick Queen. He had an average snap percentage of a little over 73%. Uh, position ranking, number one linebacker. Number one linebacker, Addy. You love to see it on the season. One of our favorite babies, a guy that we were so excited for in Baltimore. Had obviously the huge blow-up week, so that's inflating his numbers a little bit. But Patrick Queen has been outstanding this year. Yeah, he's a baller. I mean, just from the jump, I mean, we we see what's going on with Isaiah Simmons. Dude can't even get on the field. Nope. Meanwhile, Patrick Queen is already like... LB1. He's having a Darius Leonard-type season. He yeah. hit him with his button. We didn't give him that earlier. Yes. Yes, Queen. So, yes, Patrick Queen, uh, and still doing this, as we'll see... The next player getting 92% of snaps. Patrick Queen is doing this on only 73.2% of snaps. That's impressive. I very, mean, very nice. Yeah, he's making use of his uh, his time out there and the snaps he's getting. So We know one thing about Baltimore, Connie. If Pittsburgh can draft wide receivers, Baltimore can draft them some linebackers now. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, they just they always find their way to have a guy that just you know finds a way to put their hat on the ball, make plays, and Patrick Queen's that guy right now for Baltimore. So hopefully Lamar is okay. I don't know. What the deal is, he's, he says he's okay, so I hope that's the case, man. Cause yeah, he looked a little affected. Did he? Yeah. What did he have, an ankle injury or knee, knee. knee injury? Yeah. Ugh. I think he tweaked his knee a little bit. I mean, he's, you know, he's out there giving it a go, so it couldn't have been that serious. But, yeah, yeah, he didn't look he didn't look himself. That's not good. I didn't he get to watch up, much of that game. He hasn't been putting up the numbers that no, he, he hasn't. did last year. No, he has not. So, uh, what about the next guy here, Connie? Yeah, we had Kenneth Murray, like you mentioned. Uh, average snaps, a little higher there, a little over 92%. And he is the 35th ranked linebacker. Yeah, another guy we loved coming in, Addy, getting a lot of opportunity. And this is what you love to see. This is why I ha- I am confident saying that um, Kenneth Murray is going to finish inside that top 24 of linebackers. Oh, wow. Because you're seeing the playing time. It's there, you know. And, and, and just hold out hope. He's 35 right now. The scoring has not been crazy high. But he's sitting at the back of that linebacker three-pack. And as long as he can stay healthy, I do think the cream is going to rise and he's going to end up in that top 24. Yeah, I like it. Um, looking at uh, PFF right now, shout out Macri. Uh, Kenneth Murray is graded at a 46.8 overall right now. Not good. Patrick Queen, 39.5. So, so it th- again, we talk, rookies. Macri talked about this. Rookies don't grade well, right? but we don't care. No, we because they're, these guys are not going to get replaced. No. That's where you have to be careful in Dynasty. Connor, as if these guys are grading poorly, this was something we learned from our buddy John, if guys are grading poorly in Dynasty, you have to be aware that they might lose their jobs. But you don't have to worry with two highly drafted rookies like Queen and Murray that these guys are going to lose their jobs. Right. I'm sure you get, I guess you play long play with guys like that that are like, these are just kind of stash players. Like, they'll be there if they if they yep. get replaced and I can't play them right now. Exactly. In a Dynasty League. That's right, yeah. Like most people drafted Queen and Murray thinking, ah, they're – they're nice to have, but they're probably not going to give you much production. A this year, year away, maybe. But no, they're they're producing for you this year. It's the That's Leonard right. year, like you mentioned. Exactly. They exactly. may not have that exact year, but those are big shoes. And but. when guys do that, I mean, that's just that's just a good sign of them, you know, uh, you know, being able to produce for ten plus years. Exactly. And there's there's guys that you stash and you hold on to, but draft capital is important here. Both these guys, I believe, taken in the first round. Right. And so you have that investment from the team. Now, if this was a dynasty stash of a guy drafted in, say, the fourth or fifth round, and you're not, and you're seeing these low grades, 
You're seeing him not perform. That's where you're like, oh, maybe I should, you know, cut bait with this guy. This may not work out. But you have a little bit of insurance here with the high draft capital, with the production, even if the grade isn't there right now. Yeah, I agree. So the next guy we're going to talk about, hopefully you weren't banking on him this season, Connie. Yeah, Isaiah Simmons, sheesh. Uh, we're giving Patrick and Kenneth some love there, but average snaps down to 17%. Linebacker ranking of 144. Ooh, sheesh. 17% of snaps. Can't get on the field, Addy. No, I mean. And when he did, he got burned for a touchdown early in the season. 70 yards, yeah, that 70-yard touchdown he gave up to Mostert in week one. After that, they were like, nah, we're good on you. Isaiah, you're you're going to be good, just not right now. It's just, it is a little concerning, though. You just wonder if he's he's on a team but doesn't know how to use them, and that's just going to be kind of how it goes for him. I know they are kind of crowded right now at linebacker, so maybe that's that's all this is. But it's, you know, not the start we wanted. No, Chandler Jones out for the season. I don't know if that clears up any room for Isaiah Simmons. I don't think so. They play different positions. Right. But um, but he's a, you know allegedly positionless. So you have to pay attention if he Connor if he does not get snaps as we go later into the season and more and more guys get injured. I think you have to start to sound the alarm bells a little bit. Yeah, you know you try to give a guy time to pan out, figure out the system. Again, we've hit this every episode. It's we've got to be mindful of the fact that no preseason, especially for rookie guys. It's it's really big, and we're seeing it even for you know veterans on new teams. So, yeah, it's it's it is time. I think after you know a certain amount of time to at least start watching. But I think that curve for those missing those first four games, what we'll see moving forward as we get past this first quarter now should be reflective of what most of these rookies would have looked like with four preseason games. Yep. So, a rookie, though, that has come in and made an immediate impact, even with the groin injury, Connor, is who? It's my man Chase Young. I was kind of surprised there with some of his, how low his snap percentage is, 59%. That's because of the injury. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, maybe that's kind of uh, dropped because of his injury, because otherwise I feel like that would be up in the like 80, 90 percentile range. But Yeah, I think he's in that 70 to 80 range. Yeah. I'll take a look while you guys are talking about it to see where he is in games where he's been healthy. Yeah, I figured it'd be up there. That may be a little more accurate, not wearing him out too early. But D-line ranking of number 34. So, uh, yeah, I mean, strong strong start. Of course, you know, not when he's had that injury, of course, he's been dealing with. But, you know, strong start for Chase there with uh, with Washington. And uh, I think if he stays healthy, he could still uh, maybe have a chance for that Defensive Rookie of the Year award. Yeah, so he went 78%, 71 and 66%. So, um, yeah, I think as long as he doesn't miss games the rest of the season, Addy, I feel pretty confident in saying that Chase Young going to be flirting with that back-end DL2 range, I'd say. Yeah. With the potential to move up even higher. Yeah, I think. If he's healthy. I can see him moving up higher. I I think he's going to, by the time the year is all said and done, I'm seeing – Top 12. Top 12. I'm looking in the globe. That's what it's telling me. Look, Look at what Patrick in, in Queen did on, on 73% as a linebacker. You know, if he's floating around that 70, 75% snap range, it's like if you got a guy that's got a motor and he is a free show, which he is, I yep. mean, he could, that, that, that could definitely improve. 
Yep. So uh, this next guy here, been a lot of debate between these next two players, but you can't go wrong with either one. Who are we talking about here, Connie? We're talking about Antoine Winfield Jr., 99% snaps and uh, position ranking DB number 13. Let's go ahead and hit that next guy here, and we can talk about them both. Sure. Jeremy Chin, average snaps set 97%, and a position ranking for him of number 16. So right there, neck and neck. That's right. Been a lot of, uh, you know, chatter back and forth, Addy. We talked about it last episode with John about uh, – this this debate that was raging between Chin and Winfield. But, man, if you have either one of these guys, you're fine. You are you're loving fine. life. I think it's kind of swinging a little bit Chin now. Chin's had the back-to-back bigger weeks. You know, Winfield's been a little down. So I think if you if you ask people today who they like, they'd probably go Chin. Yeah, Carlton Davis has kind of emerged there in that uh, Tampa Bay secondary. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on the Chin side. I think I am too. I'm a, I'm a Chin guy. Yeah, you know, love a good strong chin. Sure, he just he's got the least competition. Yes, you know what I mean. It's just a it's a worse defense. Uh, he didn't have you know two great linebackers in front of him. That's good, right. Good run. Stop he barely game. has one. Right, right in front of him. What about the he plays for the Panthers, right? Yes. What about the Panthers? Panthers are looking good. And we kind of I think I touched, talked about this on DFS uh, DF Triple S. Sorry, um, that team. Of course they started out slow. You know, new coach, new quarterback. No games. New alpha receiver. Yep. Um, defense, they they had like what? All, all their picks? All seven picks were defense. Yeah, all their picks in this last draft were, were defense. So it, just tons of rookies on this team. I mean, if there's a team that needed, you know, training camp and preseason, it was the Panthers. And yet they're three and two. And we've and they've uh, and ever since McCaffrey went out, I know three, three and zero. Maybe McCaffrey hey, was the pro. Yeah, trade right. McCaffrey. He's a cancer. Yeah. He is. God, people need to calm down. Because hey, there's people that. out there who actually believe that. That's hey, the scary part. He did that magazine. GQ, you seen it? Yep, he did. Yes, was he, sir. Was he he looking, had his wiener he's out. looking hot. Well. I had my wiener out. <laughs> Connor? Hang well, on. What? What magazine was this in? What about hey, the next guy hey, here, make Connor? Make sure you cut that. No, definitely not. Staying uh, in. <laughs> All right, talking about uh, Willie Gay Jr. Uh, getting twenty five percent of the snaps. Great transition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's say I'm not going to say that, not to be insensitive, but hey, it works. The the timing, uh, this great theater there. It's his timing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, hey, twenty five percent snaps though. Uh, linebacker ranking of one twelve. Yeah, this was uh, this warmed my heart, Addy. I, I tweeted about this. You have to remember that he great tweet. Great, I love when Josh tweets. You have to remember. <laughs> I don't tweet much. Usually I tweet about like TV shows and occasionally football. But uh, it was nice to see the Willie Gay Jr. takeover. We were a little ahead of schedule week one, putting him as one of our green lights. But we saw the potential there. We knew that these Chiefs linebackers were total butt in front of Willie Gay Jr. And I want to read you his defensive snaps week by week so you can kind of see what's going on here. Week one, big old goose egg. Oh, yeah. No defensive snaps. Remember that one? Week two, 7%. Week three, 16%. Mm. Week four, 33%. Interesting. Week five, 47%. Huh. So you're telling me like every week? Every week, There was more and more snaps? More and more snaps. Holy hell. That's crazy. You'd love to see it. And I think this is going to continue. This is a guy, if you are in a league with a bunch of dopes, go try to trade for Willie Gay Jr. He's He's probably out there. He's he may be out there on your waivers. The you know the manager may not be super thrilled, uh, you know, with Willie Gay Jr. Try to go get him. I think this is going to continue to tick upwards. Yep. 
And that we mentioned that. We said that, you know, once we saw he was not getting the snaps at all, we're like, well, just be patient. This is a guy that could maybe, you know, win you some leagues at the end of the year. And it it's kind of trending that way. It is. Don't take an all-or-nothing approach to the season where the things that happen in the first four weeks are going to continue the rest of season. Yep. Split the season up into chunks and approach each chunk uh, as its own separate entity. There's a couple more folks here, Connor. Who we got next? We got Jordan Fuller. Average snaps, 78%, and a uh, position ranking as a DB of 118. Yeah, this was sad. So Jordan Fuller uh, just went on IR. I don't mm. know if it was season-ending IR or the kind of three-week short-term IR, but uh, Taylor Rapp season back on. Uh, not a rap, Eddie. Sorry, you don't get to make that joke anymore. Damn. Uh, but Jordan Fuller was looking good with his, uh, you know, the, the times that he was out there. Yeah. Not I'm... the most consistent uh, IDP producer, but he had definitely, I think, taken that role from rap, and now the injuries, unfortunately, have taken him out. Yeah, hate to see it, but, uh, you know, rap. we'll see. We'll see. Got redemption. This is his chance. Yep. He comes in and just gets replaced by somebody else, and we're like, what the <laughs> hell, Taylor Rapp? Ooh, and I'll be sitting there waiting. That's a wrap. That's right. He'll have it. I'll just put it on a drop on the yeah, board. Yeah, we need to do that. Yeah. Connor, I won't make you say this next player's name. We no, know. I love it. This is my favorite. This, this is your is, favorite uh, I will yeah. not deprive you then. Uh, Yatur Gross Matos. Gross Matos. Gross Matos. Uh, speaking of the Panthers. But uh, average uh, snap percentage, 29%. And uh, D-line ranking, 111. So this is a guy we did. Uh, I told you I'm doing the mock draft with um, the IDP guys for their ADP for the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Uh, Gross Montos, a guy that I grabbed late in like the 20, 20 plus round because I really like what I'm seeing. He got hurt this last game, so that knocked his uh, his stats down a little bit. But uh, really like Gross Montos there as a as a stash. Yeah, same. I mean, he was you know really productive in his last two games. Um, I think he had five pressures in a sack in his previous forty three snaps. That's just that's fantastic. Very nice. And we know this team is trying to figure out right now what does this squad look like moving forward. Yeah. And uh, I do love that it seems like Gross Matos is going to be a part of that. And it's a really good line, I think. I mean, that's going to be a line that we're, we're talking about in a couple of years. I mean, Brian Burns is really good. Malcolm Brown. Is that Derek, his name? Derek, Derek Brown. I always Derek do that. Brown. <laughs> Derek Next Brown. person on the list actually had 60% of snaps, D-line ranking of 55. So it looks like he's getting a little more snaps than Yatour and – a uh, little higher ranking. So, like you mentioned, Carolina may be a problem on the D-line here soon. Yeah, I was looking at Gross Matos' snaps. Not a lot. Um, so, it looks like he missed, uh, looks like week two. But uh, the four games he played, 25, 30, 36, 26. So, not a lot of snaps. Um, that's percentage. Yeah. Uh, so, not a lot. But um, was trending in the right direction. Derek Brown, a nice grab for uh, D-tackle required leagues especially. For sure. So, um, hold on to him. Uh, who's the last guy here, Connie? we got one more. Yeah, Kyle Duggar, average snap percentage 35%, DB ranking 204. Yeah, not seen a lot from Kyle Duggar so far. We know that Pat's defense is just hard to figure out. Mm, it's perplexing. It's bamboozling. But Kyle Duggar is a guy that we like there. Um, second round pick, I think, for the Pats. Second or third round pick. Yeah, they use pretty decent capital on him. Um, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a hold. I think he's someone that we can – you know, expect to to have in our lineups next year. Absolutely. He was the 30, 37th pick out of Lenore Ryan. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But it was another Pat's like, who? Where? A small hey, school guy? Fun fact about them. He is the highest drafted player from 
in school history. No, I, is he the only drafted <laughs> player in school history? That's what I was going for. But yeah, yeah. it's funny to think about Bill, like you know, with binoculars in the in the stands. That great gif of him, like looking with the binoculars. Like, I feel like there's that gif out there, right? Whenever right. a player gets cut, they have the Bill Belichick right. binoculars gif. Do you think that school has the two sides? You know how Western for the longest time only had one side. I think they just have folding chairs around the track, <laughs> or you just stand like in high school where you would everyone would stand around the field. Yeah, just another they bleachers, just, just bleachers, silver bleachers. Yeah, silver metal bleachers, just hot as hell in the middle of August. Another great uh, Bill meme is the one of of him from the draft where his dog got in his chair and oh, he had yeah. his nameplate on there. So Bill good. Belichick and his dog is just sitting there looking at the camera. He's got a great dog. Yeah, he does have a great dog. Great as much dog. as I hate him, great dog. Uh, another great Bill Belichick gif, him walking out of the tunnel and the pl- the, pl- oh. the people are like holding out their hands and Bill is just the, like laser focused. Children. <laughs> children, yeah. Bill Belichick just walks right past him. He's a WWE villain. He is. And I love I I just I'll respect it. I mean, until he's gone, he is just he's he's a villain i'd love to see a him versus tommy super bowl if it's not indy man i love bill i love bill i don't love him but i enjoy having I him enjoy in the having league. him he's a great league's character to him. hate and to respect but also hate i don't hate at all i, I don't hate him at all i love him that's Seriously. good we're happy for you he's a good dude his his he is dry, not a good person his yes, drive his dry bs with the media and that shtick is like it gets so played out so quick when he like won't answer them it's like the popovich thing it's but like also, we get it dude like you you just you're better than everyone like but i mean hey what incentive does he have to share anything with them why would you ever share anything with the media uh, we talk about we talk shit about the media all the time there is politics something to be and everything said, else there is something to be said for playing the media game though that's how you get jobs. That's how Bill O'Brien got jobs. That's how Jason Garrett has gotten jobs. You play the media game, you know, they can help you get jobs, man. Well. There, but hey, Bill, Bill Belichick does not need that, though. Six rings. That's right. to get jobs. He doesn't need. That's the thing. He doesn't need the media. Some yeah. guys like Garrett and Bill O'Brien that are kind of punching above their weight do need all the help they that's can get. That's why you got to respect it, though. It's yeah. a boss move. It's, if, you know, if he was like Joe Judge, you know, first-year coach coming in and pulling this crap, you're like, all right, man, chill right. out. You haven't done anything. Yeah. Um, but Bill Belichick, yeah, he can, he can, you know, thumb his nose at the media all he wants. Yep. Love it. As long as he doesn't tell them to set up and have some respect for their themselves and their position. That's still an all-time move by the idiot Lions coach. What's his name? Matt Patricia. That's yeah, a Bill Belichick disciple. The rocket scientist with a pencil in his ear. And it's like, dude, you, you saw what your boss showed up, former boss showed up wearing the other day with that uh, you know, sweatshirt with the holes all in it. And then you're sitting there spouting off that to your the media people. I think we've brought that up on every pod, and it just it infuriates me. It is. It's it's your running your running infuriation is Matt Patricia. We have to give a shout out here real quick to our boy Doctor Lezus uh, at Big Three underscore Injury. Media sucks. We hate the media. <laughs> well said. That's right. Well you're said with by Doctor Lezus. Lee? Yes, you're with me, man, Lee. Uh, so let's talk about it, fellas. The ten most impressive units on defense thus far. In the 2020 season, Addy, let's kick things off there. Number one, no surprise, if you've been following football this year, you know this group is looking hella good. Who are we talking about? Tampa Bay linebackers, baby. Now, there's going to be some, we're going to talk about some Pittsburgh uh, units here. Pittsburgh has the best defense, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. But this may be my favorite (sighs) unit in all of defensive football. Yeah, these, these Tampa Bay linebackers. I really are, like them. I like this so whole team. good. I yep. like the whole team, but yeah, definitely these linebackers stand out. Uh, so Devin Li- uh, Devin White, who's linebacker twenty three right now with forty tackles, two for loss. 
uh, two pass defense and a fumble recovery. He's looked great. He's a thick boy. We love it. Yep. Maybe he doesn't grade out that well on PFF, but he's got Levante David next to him. That's you know? right. So most underrated superstar of the past decade. Yeah. But Levante David. You mean linebacker five through yeah, this yeah, season? Yeah. That one. That one. Uh, Discount Bobby Wagner. That's what I was calling him at the beginning of the he's year. So good, and it's the truth, man. He he always gets slept on. I mean, you could get him at like linebacker fifteen to twenty, uh, and year after year, he just proves that he's one of the best in the league. Outperforms his ADP every single season. We should yep. not be surprised. Thirty nine tackles, three tackles for loss, three pass defense, a pick, a force fumble, and a fumble recovery. Levante David out there doing it all, Addy. Let's let's check that grade on Mr. David too. Please do. Uh, he's, Connie, always, he's always up near the top. Shaq, let's talk about the, these other two guys while Addy looks this up. Shaq Barrett, you know, the what did he have? Like close to twenty sacks last year out of nowhere. LB twenty seven on the year so far, Connie. Yeah, that's impressive. I mean, Tampa Bay has a, a a potent offense that seems like it's starting to click and then defensively, man, you've just you've got some studs there at linebacker. JPP having a renaissance for them as well. I feel like when JPP is your fourth guy, yeah, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Now, now him and you know Shaq Baird are kind of these edge rusher guys, these kind of TJ Watt, Von Miller, so sure. not the traditional sort of the outside linebacker position. But um, you look at the fact that uh, between them, it looks like Shaq Barrett and JPP have seven sacks on the season already. Yeah, they're causing some chaos, man, and that's just what you got to have. I mean, you don't have to have somebody that. Everybody is a tackling machine. I mean, guys that can get pressure, create opportunities for each other. Um, it, it seems like that Tampa Bay defense is is clicking on all cylinders. And if if the offense gets it together, it's clear the timing is not quite there yet. But man, it'll get it, there as yeah. long as Tom Brady knows what down it is. Yeah, they also don't have receivers right now. That's true. No one's Chris healthy. Godwin's out. Right. Um. Yeah. OJ Howard. OJ Howard's out for the season. Achilles. Yep. So, did you find the grade for our yes, baby? Yes, of course. Uh, 88.6. Jeez, he's so good. He is graded 91.7 in terms of coverage. Just just one of the best. Um, also, speaking of Shaq Barrett, pressure numbers, he is second, tied for second in the league with 27 pressures. Wow, he's so good. Aaron so Donald, good. number one? Uh, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Okay, yeah, no surprise there. Miles Garrett, VV good. But I have to imagine Aaron Donald is also very high on They're that They're actually tied. They're, tied, okay. He has 33. Uh, Miles Garrett has 33. Wow. Aaron Donald, have yourself a year. We should have known it, Connor, watching the Hard Knocks episodes where Donald was taking his shirt off just looking like he was chiseled out of rock. They were they were really singing uh, Miles Garrett's praises the other day during the, uh, the Colts game. I mean, they were talking about how he was off to, like, one of the best starts of the entire year and that – now, the only thing I could keep going back to is him absolutely trying to murder Dan um, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, and I'll just never get that out of my head. But hey, he's having a hell of a year. If you if you you know sold Miles Garrett last season off of the attempted murder on the field, uh, you're feeling like an idiot right now because uh, he's having a very nice season. Yeah. If you're worried about his attitude. Or, yeah, him being, you know. Assault, in the words of Adam Schefter. <laughs> being an assaulter. All right, uh, the second unit here, Connie, who are we looking at? The second most impressive unit. And this is not in order, but just number two on the list. We're not looking at the Philly Bird Gang. We're looking at the Baltimore Bird Gang. We're the Ravens. At, yep, the Ravens secondary. Um, starting off a few notes with them. Marlon Humphrey, uh, DB2, 28 tackles, one and a half sacks, five passes defended, uh, two forced fumbles, and one pick. He got just got the bag. Yeah. Marlon yeah. Humphrey out here doing work. Um, 
He had a great game on Sunday against the Bengals, was just everywhere for them. He's so good. He's so good, man. They have the best cornerback duo in the league with him and Marcus Peters there, DB21. I mean, Marlon Humphrey, in terms of fantasy, like – if if you're lumping safeties and corners together, he's a he's a top twelve option. He's DB two right now. Yeah, that's him. That's cornerbacks and safeties. This is pulled from the site we shall not mention, but you were, it lumps them all together. Yeah, DB two. Um, so just look at his game log here. Week one, fourteen point five points. Week two, fifteen points. Week three, thirteen point seven five. Week four, seventeen. Week five, seventeen. He's just consistent. That's just fifteen money. plus every single game out of a corner. And by the way, n- the first, the one, two, and three options right now in fantasy: Mike Hilton, Marlon Humphrey, Pierre Desir. Cornerback, cornerback, cornerback. Got to start showing a little more love to those corners. <laughs> that we do. That's on us, Addy. <laughs> That's on us. <laughs> but also there, Connie. Who are the two other guys that we have? The safeties in Baltimore. Right. So we had uh, Chuck Clark. Uh, DB7, 37 tackles, one and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. Chuck Clark, looking great. As we knew, I we were, I think we were a little hesitant to put him top 12, but so far, so good, Eddie. Yeah, he looks really good, man. He's, I mean, he's the uh, he's the mainstay from that team last year, and, and he's one of the leaders. Yeah. Who's the other guy there, Connor? You got with Chuck, you got Deshaun Elliott, DB35. He had 22 tackles, one uh, tackle for loss, one sack, and two pass defended. Yep, we mentioned him in the uh, the waiver wire section. Deshaun Elliott looking very good there. Not often you have two safeties from the same team that are viable um, IDP options, but that's the case here with Baltimore, Eddie. That's what makes him so impressive. Yeah, I mean. All of these guys are startable. How often can you say that? You can start every single one of Tampa Bay's linebackers. Yep. Inside and outside linebacker. And you can start every single player from this Baltimore secondary that we mentioned. Yep. That's pretty that. awesome. That's, that's really cool. And it, there's, they're in those game scripts where, you know, teams are going to be throwing on them, testing those corners, testing the safeties. Um, so, yeah, they're going to continue to be productive. That's right. Next up here, we got a, a unit that we knew coming in might be the best in the league. And so far... They're uh, pretty close. They're they're living up to that potential. I think there's a couple other teams that you could make the case for, but we're talking about the Washington football team's defensive line. You have Chase Young, D-lineman 34, Ryan Kerrigan, D-line 72, Montez Sweet, Sweat, the sweet man, D-line 12, Deron Payne, D-lineman 60, and then Jonathan Allen, D-lineman 17. So I think you have three guys here with the potential to finish inside the top 24 for the defensive line, Addy. Yeah, I mean, just loads of goodness here. Um, Chase Young, obviously, you know, a little banged up right now, but I expect that number to, to increase. Ryan Kerrigan, even though he's kind of been down lately, he's always a really nice – He's you know, put up zero points the past two weeks when I have started him, so I'm not <laughs> – I'm not – we're super happy with Ryan Kerrigan right now. He'll have a huge week probably this this next one. That's, that's just, how he does it. That's just kind of how he operates. <laughs> you um, bench him, and then he's like, I'm going to go score 28 points now. Montez Sweat's been the, the nicest he's been surprise here. He has been great. Uh, we all we liked him coming into the year, but, I mean, he's he's far exceeded my expectations. Uh, Jonathan Allen also got off to a slow start, but he's a great option for defensive tackle leagues. But just, just a really good unit. Um, it's nice when, you know, you, you kind of – Everyone kind of had this this same thought that they're going to be good, but you know, it's it's proven to be the case. Let's get Chase Young back healthy. Let's get that wiener area for him looking sure. right, looking tight, <laughs> and uh, let's roll. Let's roll with the uh, Washington Football Team defensive line. Connor, up next, team after your own heart, literally. Yep, 
uh, this next unit is the uh, the boys in blue, Indianapolis linebackers. We got Darius Leonard. We missed him this past week, man. But he's LB 52, 27 tackles, two tackle for loss, two passes defended. Darius has been quiet this year. He has. To his standard. And you could say the same thing about Big Q at line. It's just when you're an all-pro, you're held to a different standard. That's right, right. wrong, or indifferent, that's the standard you've set for yourself. He's not played like an all-pro. But guess what? There's plenty of season left. He's literally just finishing the first quarter of the season. Banged up right now with the groin injury. I think he's somebody that will be back. Um, while he's gone, talk about a guy that has consistently played so well for Indy in their linebacking core is Anthony Walker. Linebacker 29, 32 tackles, one interception. Um, he's a freak show. Um, and just to get this next guy out of the way, Bobby Okariki. All right, media folks, it's Bobby Okariki. Yeah. I've heard Orikariki. Orikarik. Bobby Okariki. Okariki. Yeah, right. redneck from Kentucky. Bobby Okariki. What was that, Eddie? Okariki? Okariki. Okariki. It's, it's not that hard, but yeah. I hear that name butchered time and time. I think Booger McFarlane called him Bobby Okariki. I was like, Booger, are you having a stroke? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, where was it? I heard, I heard it recently, too, and I was like, I don't know if that's right. But you're right. I mean, it's just one of those names. It's tough. Yeah, they're like, well, it's the, the monkey from Lion King. Uh Bobby Rafiki, <laughs> like, come on, guys, do a little research. Watch him pronounce his own name. It's not hard. Watch Pat McAfee do his draft intro, and you'll never forget how to say his name. That's right. It's not hard. But, yes, Anthony Walker's kind of like K.J. Wright. We don't want to give him the respect that he deserves, but LB29, and, Connor, you love to see this, uh, Okariki at LB44. Yeah, definitely a nice little kind of fill-in option. Glad to see him there. Indy's kind of got an embarrassment of riches, in my opinion, at the linebacker and DN position. So if you're ever thin, um, you know, just check them out. These are good guys to look at, especially Anthony Walker, uh, if you need somebody to fill in if Darius continues to sit out. But Bobby Okariki, proud of him. He's having a great showing. And uh, that that defensive group, I mean, granted, they stood their ground in the second half, but... You can't give up 21 points and a half to a team. I know the Browns are good. They could be a playoff team. Baker kept trying to give that game away, though. He did. He Throwing did. picks, throwing almost picks. I mean, he did not look great. They pulled it out. I mean, I think he's looked better this season. But, man, still some careless football from them. Every point scored by the Colts on Sunday by rookies. Wow. In fact. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because you had... Um, Hot Rod, Jonathan Taylor. That's right. The pick and the kick return. Let's go then. I yeah. love that. Anthony Walker had twenty five points in fantasy last week. Right. He's a, he's good, man. He's a, he, Any, he's anytime a, Leonard is out, go pick up Anthony Walker. He, he led the team in tackles last year when Leonard was hurt, and and Walker is in a contract year, and him and Darius are best friends. I just know this from on social media, and they they ride hard for each other. So I hope they see the value in knowing, hey, Leonard plays a reckless position. Yeah. Walker is a if you're gonna have to give. If you're going to give a backup other money, and it, maybe it's not the money he would get elsewhere, but he doesn't have to move, he's one that I would really look hard at. Well, I mean, Leonard's proved that he has a hard time staying healthy. He dealt with this stuff last year. Uh, Okariki, he had 24 <laughs> points, 10 tackles. That's right. It was a nice game for both guys. I didn't realize it was that high, but, yeah, that shows the opportunity. They both had a pick. Yeah, because Baker was just throwing them, man. He was yeah. like, you get a pick, and you get a pick, and everyone gets one. Um, it's nice of him. If you ever wondered if your social media was listening to you while you were talking and showing you things based on what you were talking about, the number one tweet on my timeline right now, the Bill Belichick out of the tunnel gif, 
Number two, the Bill Belichick with the binocular gif. The top two tweets on the timeline <laughs> are the Bill Belichick gifts that we just discussed, y'all. What's going on? Turn off your microphones <sighs> on your so computer. Scared. Clear which your social medias are listening. All right, Addy, what we got here next? Number five on the list. Blitzburg. Blitzburg is back. Steel Curtain is back. Yes. Uh, incredible unit here, boys. Cameron Hayward, DL47. Uh, Stefan Tuitt, DL38. Bud Dupree, LB61. TJ Watt, LB16. It, it doesn't show up sometimes. And, you know, we know Bud Dupree gets banged by that linebacker designation. But there is no team whose unit consistently wrecks the opposing offense's plan like the Pittsburgh defensive line does. These guys are disgusting this year. Insane. So... I'm on PFF.com. Uh, shout out again, Macri. We're just going to shout him out like <laughs> 10 times an episode now. It's our best friend. Yes, it is. It really is our best friend. So all four of these boys are, are top 18. Are uh, they really? Yeah, so Stefan Tuitt, surprisingly enough, he is uh, tied six in the league with 25 pressures. And also keep in mind, they haven't played a, a game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're, you know, some of these people in front of him have played five, like Khalil Mack. He's at 27. Baird's at 27. Bosa's at 27. So, two, it could be potentially number one if he yeah. keeps his pace up. Like, efficiency-wise, I mean, yeah, he, he's he's all over it. Um, and also, he only has 195 snaps, which is, like, a lot less than, like, you know, these other guys. And how many pressures on 195, you said? 25. So, 25 divided by 195. God, that's a 12.8 pressure rate. That's very good. And if you want to break it down even further, 138 of those have been pass rush uh, snaps. So 138 divided by 25, you said? Yes. Actually, you got to go 25. 25 divided by 138. Good math there, Josh. (laughs) 18.1. Holy cow. That's very nice. That's almost 20% on his pass rush snaps, Addy. And so look at this, Josh. So go 33 divided by 202. 33 divided by 202 is 16.3%. That's Miles Garrett. Wow. So, Stefan Tuitt, greater sign, Miles Garrett He's is better what you're saying. Miles Garrett. That's what we're saying. You heard it here first, folks. Go trade you Miles Garrett for Stefan Tuitt. Yeah, so Tuitt, he, back to the pressures. Tuitt has 25 pressures. TJ Watt has 23 pressures. Connor's boy Bud has 23 pressures. And Cameron Hayward has 17 pressures. Man. Which is tied for 18th. Yeah, so this is what we talked about, Connor. The, this, the IDP stats don't always show up, but the pressures, these guys are getting to the quarterback. They're affecting the play, and that's what part of this exercise was, not just IDP relevant pieces, but which defensive units pass the eye test. Yeah, they Pittsburgh definitely does, man. They're going to be a problem, and I think like you're mentioning, the, the, the metrics that don't make the stat book but are typically indicative of a defense that is going to start having those stats. Uh, not only does Pittsburgh's D-line and linebackers have stats that to back them up to be in that top five, but I think some of those things that don't show that if they start hitting on those, they're going to start probably lobbing them up in that top three range. So, solid group, man. They're going to be a problem there in the AFC North. Now, I have to wonder if this next group is just C-Mag's fandom showing. But I don't disagree with him that Chicago's defensive line has looked very good this year. We know uh, on the grown man, Mount Rushmore, Akeem Hicks, DL3, 
That's amazing. Love that. Five tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, one pass defense, 21 tackles. Bilal Nichols, D-lineman 100, but already has three tackles for loss and a pass defense. Khalil Mack uh, with that judo toss of Tristan Wirfs. Uh, He's LB 34 with 17 tackles, four tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, one pass defense, and one fumble recovery. And absolutely demolished single-handedly that Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line in that Thursday night game. It was amazing. That was amazing. That was a rookie, right? Yeah, Tristan Wirfs, their yeah. first-round pick. Welcome, Rook. <laughs> Welcome to the league, bud. It's Khalil Mack. There's Khalil Mack, if you were wondering who the grown man is. Judo throw. Judo throw instead of judo chop. And then you also have, oh, Robert Quinn. You know, uh, not not doing great in terms of the stats right now, but he's just kind of thrown in there as your fourth piece. That's pretty nice. Yeah, he's been disappointing. Um, but, uh, you know, he did that before when he got paid. Kind of put it in cruise control. Uh-oh. But, but, you know, still a nice uh, – I think you could start Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack. Oh, yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Um, you I, know, from that previous group, you can start all those Pittsburgh defensive linemen 100%. Right. You can start all those Indianapolis linebackers uh, as long as Leonard is out. If Leonard is out, uh, is back on the field, I think you put Okariki on the bench. We mentioned all the Washington guys. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, Chicago defensive line, I think two of those guys are definite starts. For sure. Yeah, looking at pressures, Khalil Mack tied third for pressures with 27. Is he really? Yep. He's and so good. Akeem Hicks, 13th. There you go. Which is great for an interior defensive lineman. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's why you're seeing the success of this defense. Akeem Hicks, he was such an important piece, and uh, just nice to see him back healthy. I love it. So much. Number seven, Connie, who we got? The Bills Mafia secondary. They had a rough night tonight, man. Yeah. A.J. Brown, night. yeah, was yeah. kind of running rough shot over him. Yeah, it's uh, A.J. Brown acted up. Tannehill acted up with him. But, you know, again, they've had a good season, so you don't want to just wrap it all up into one game, so – Tip of the cap to the tits, they're good. But the Buffalo secondary, talking about Jordan Pryor, uh, DB18, he had 33 tackles, two for loss, one sack, one forced fumble. Um, Micah Hyde, Tredavious White, uh, Levi Wallace. Levi Washington. Yeah. From, uh, isn't that the Chappelle show? No, that's Leonard Washington. Leonard Washington, that's right. I catch right. you going through my shit, and I'll beat you in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Washington, what a great character. Yeah, the... Um, this is one of those units I think that is maybe a little better in terms of real-life defensive value. You can start Jordan Poyer. We know that. Not really super interested in the rest of these guys, though, for IDP purposes, Addy. D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-unit. I was wondering when you were going to bust that out. We have been pushing that off for the longest time, folks. So. Forgot about it, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it reminded me with the uh, Leonard Washington where he did the, you know, the kid. That he's, they, oh yeah, did when the, they do the the wife swap, wife swap, yeah, the kid does the G unit, and then Leonard Washington does the get your ass in the car. <laughs> Chappelle is such a visionary. Is God. he your? If you're getting to see one comic dead or alive at a private show, who are you going with? Oh man, that's tough. That's really tough. I mean, it could be a it could be a packed house show. You're just sitting. We've, in front I, row. we've seen some good comedy shows. I've seen uh, Louis, Louis C.K. for before he became a, a geez, you know guys, a perv. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've seen I've seen Aziz Ansari. He was really good. Um, Aziz also got some yeah not so. What's up with yeah. you, Josh? You just don't have a very good moral compass. Yeah, I really don't. I love Dave a is the only creeps. one that's had nothing bad written about him besides the uh, people thinking he was. That out of line for leaving Comedy Central and they had paid him to do the show. The only one, the two that I really want to see still, I want to see Bill Burr 
I thought he killed it on Saturday Night Live. He oh, was, he, he was great. And then I want to see Nick Swartzen. Swartzen is just one of my favorites because he's, <laughs> he's in good. so many great, and he has one of my favorite bits ever about the T-shirt cannon. Uh, just Google it if you've never seen it. But those are the two that I really do want to see. But man, one show I've never seen Dave, so I'd I'd probably say that it's, right. It's Dave. Dave's in the mix for for me as well. I think my top three would be probably Dave Chappelle, Norm Macdonald. Uh, Roy Scoville to be a little more obscure. Yeah, to be more hipster. Sure, I knew yeah. you were going to bust out some we'd never heard of. <laughs> He's Us a guy. normies. Yeah. yeah. Mine will be Dave, uh, Patrice O'Neill, and Bill Burr would yeah. be on there. Bill is. Patrice O'Neill is, and he had, is so good. Had, RIP, one of the, had one of the best sets ever with the, uh, was it Elephant, yeah, Elephant in the Room? Elephant in the Room. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch that on Netflix if you've never seen it. So I don't know how we got sidetracked on that. Oh, it was the uh, Dave Chappelle ref there. <laughs> That'll happen here. But the Buffalo secondary, yes, been very good. Arizona linebackers, Addy, for IDP points only because uh, we know Isaiah Simmons hasn't really gotten on the field, and now Chandler Jones, who on some platforms was classified as an OLB, is out for the season. But Jordan Hicks should have given more love to this guy, man. I think we all were a little bit hesitant just because – of the history prior to last year, but LB11. He was the easy, you know, regression call. Yeah. And sometimes we just pound the re- the gr- regression drum a little too much. Right. And don't take into account, what if this guy's just gotten a lot better? Yeah. And what you if know? he's just good at, at, at getting tackles? Oh, he has regressed from LB1 to LB11, but as long as he's still a LB1, yeah. that's pretty darn good. And then you have Devondre Campbell, the vampire lives, LB19. Doing all right so far. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, LB11, I mean, that's that's nothing to look down on. I mean, we know how many misses there's been in so this top many. 15 this year. We need to look at that next. Like <laughs> That'll be a good one. Do like a six-week audit of where we were compared to our preseason rankings. Four of them are starting for me in RSO. Absolutely. Corey Littleton. You are Shaq dead Thompson, to me, Corey. Deion Jones. All of them are dead. All of them. Except Fred. <laughs> Fred has been great. Fred, we you love can stay. Fred, love you yeah, forever. We, we love you and your dad. Protect you always. Absolutely. Take a bullet for you. Has his dad gotten back to y'all on Twitter at all? He, no, did, he did reach out in the DMs. He's like, I want to come on the show and do the pod. Absolutely did not do that. I was about to say, y'all got to make that happen, Captain. Yeah. Why didn't that happen? We reached out in the DMs saying, guys, leave me alone. I have contacted authorities. I have a restraining order. You're not allowed to mention my name <laughs> on your show anymore. Fred's dad, thanks for being a sponsor of Dang. the show. You, LeBron, all y'all. Thank Dak you all Prescott. For, Dak Prescott. Seriously. With his sideways legs. foot. I hope you guys are having a good night. Last, last hypothetical question. Let's say you could have any player on, or their parent even, who you have on. Has to be a defensive player. Current. Hmm. Current defensive player. I'd That's, probably have Buda Baker on. Buda would be great. Buda would be really good. I love Buda. He's got a good story. Seems like a really good dude. Seems like he's got his head on straight. Yep. It's tough. I'd, I'd probably have sized. I'd probably have to have my baby Jay on. I just wow. love I love Jay on, even though he's a Titan. Because I would just be like, what the hell's going on, man? <laughs> I've been going out on a limb for you. Tom Kisslingberry went out on a limb for you. And you are effing up. You are like LB fifty nine right now. You're not doing very well this he's year. He's not done great, no. Mm. So get it together, Jayon. We love you, baby. What about you, Connie? You know, I'm such a homer. I, I try to hide that in the show a little bit and talk football about everybody. No, but it, Colts-wise, I mean, there are some definite defense players you see with them being number four. I mean, D-Buck would be tempting. Just to hear, like, hey, what are your thoughts with this team, what we're doing, what you saw in San Francisco, what you have to do differently. So that, that would be fun in, insight from a guy like him. But Leonard is – 
that's a that's a too much of a cupcake answer. Yeah, that's where I thought Josh was going to go. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking like, who do I like? Devin White was in the mix. I love Devin White. That's one of my babies. But yeah, Jayon, that's that's my original. That's my original son. So I think I'd have to have him on. And I think he's done a pod before. He did. Um, who's the guy there in Tennessee that has the pod? Maybe the offensive lineman. Oh yeah, Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan yeah, has a pod. The one in the bus or whatever. Yeah, in the bus. Busting so, with the boys. Yeah. Busting with the boys. That's on Barstool Sports. So. There you go. Yeah, it's pretty big. So he's got some pod experience. It's on Barstool. Yeah, it's a Barstool pod. Wow. Taylor Lewan works over. has a Barstool. I don't like uh, it. Connor loves that culture. Hey, you gotta stay. You gotta stay online, boys. But Connor is our online boy, yeah, so we gotta follow his for. lead, Eddie. I'm he's sorry. Little stoolie. Little stoolie. All right, next up. Little proud boy. Seattle's line. I'm getting this train. I didn't train. say it. I didn't say it. I'm getting this train back on the rails, damn it. We're going to wrap up in an hour and a half. Seattle's linebackers, Bobby Wagner. Been a, not, I'm not going to say disappointment, but he's LB12 and then KJ Wright, LB22. Like I said, kind of like Anthony Walker. We got to give KJ Wright, uh, put some respect on his name. And uh, Bobby Wagner, still an LB1, but just... Barely clinging to it. He'll probably be there by the end of the year. I think so, because it's the war of attrition. Exactly. The the consistency, that's right. They have these big up and down (laughs) weeks that early in the season push guys higher than they probably should be. Yep. And as things kind of level out, the guys that consistently score about the same that have that really high floor, those are the guys that end up in the top 12. Bobby Wagner, king of that mountain. Yep. Uh, KJ Wright, pretty surprising. A lot of us were worried that he was going to get, you know, Lose his job to the rookie, um, and that didn't happen. Doesn't look like it's gonna happen. So, uh, so yeah, if, if you're getting to enjoy that, congrats, congratulations. And uh, we teased it a little bit earlier, but Connie, who is this last group that we're talking about in terms of most impressive units? And we we ripped on them pretty good at the beginning, but the New York Jets secondary. Um, so looking at uh, guys like uh, Marcus May. Um, Brian Poole, Pierre Desir, former Colt, former Colt, uh, Bradley McDougald, and yeah, that's I mean, that's Ashton a, Davis potentially at some yeah, point. He I saw him on the scoring when we were doing the tweets. Um, Marcus May, DB four, Pierre Desir, DB three, Brian Poole, DB ten, Bradley McDougald, DB thirty six. All of these guys are startable. How did this happen? The one guy that we thought was startable out of the New York secondary. Is gone, and now all four of them are like, "Hey, you can play all of us if you want." I know it's 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 kind of it odd. is wild. Um, and Marcus May, he's he's really floating off that first week though. I know he's DB four, but man, if you've started in the last three weeks, you've been very disappointed. Um, and in fact, you you've been just nothing but disappointed because I'd say you probably didn't start him week one. You probably picked him up after that huge performance. And then you've just you know gone with him because everyone's telling everyone's told you, me included, keep starting him, keep starting him. He he is playing the Jamal Adams role. It just the the uh, the stats haven't come yet, but I think they will. I think that he's going to remain in the top eighteen. Um, but yeah, all these other guys, great options. Water can find its level, and he could still be a good option, I guess. Yep. Probably had that hot start, and then it's just like you know, oh man. You know. Can you pull up his game log on Sleeper? I'm curious now. Of course, Pierre Desir is floating off the two interceptions. I think he had that one game after he got torched. Um, and then, yeah, Bradley McDougal's been solid. He was always solid. He was always solid in Seattle. Like, that should not be a surprise. Brian Poole, a little surprising, but he does have um, two tackles for loss, a sack, and a pick, so that helps a lot. 
Ready? I'm ready. Hit me with it. Game log. Week one, 40.5 points. Oh my God. Week two, 11.5. Week three, 10. Week four, six. Week five, six and a half. Looking at tackle numbers, we'll do the same thing week one to five. Week one was 10 tackles. Week two, seven tackles. Week three, eight tackles. Week four, three tackles. Week five, five tackles. Yep. So, you know, maybe just two random. I mean, really, those first three weeks, those are good. Those, those are were really nice. good tackle Double numbers. Double digit weeks. Those are fine. It's just the last two. The tackle numbers have been down. That'll probably normalize. Keep rolling them out there, in my opinion. Yep. Unless you got, you know, unless you got Chin, and I'm trying to think of another guy that's outperforming, you know, where you drafted him. Winfield. Winfield. The two you rooks. Got the two rooks. The two rooks. Probably, yeah. yeah, keep May on the bench. Yeah, I'm I'm probably rolling out Marcus May, and that's probably it from this group. Yeah. I'm not going to trust these cornerbacks to keep doing this. But, you know, if you're in corner-required leagues, that's pretty good options. That's usually a pretty fruitful spot for uh, for production. Yeah, you could get, yeah, if you can't get your hands on Mike Hilton, which hopefully uh, Mike Hilton managers are not trading him away at this point, but... Um, yeah, Pierre Desir has been really nice. Mike Hilton, man, he's been insane. He has been. He's also doing that. Like he's he's done what he's done on like 150 snaps. It's just a oh, what a baller. He's a beast. Like the Logan Ryan of this year, possibly to an you know even higher degree. Yeah, yeah. There's Love a lot of really it. good corners this year. All right, so there you go. The ten. Oh, look at this. As as I'm going to throw this up on the screen. Justin Bresky. Did your Michael Thomas Funko get punched by a teammate? No, Adam actually knocked Michael Thomas over with his beer when he came into the Sochek tonight. I don't know if that was intentional or not. Yes, sir. Gotta put I done it on purpose. Gotta put Michael Thomas in his place. Yeah, that was just random. Set him back up. Can't guard Mike though. But he is he's killing my fantasy team. I know everybody cares about my fantasy team, but still, I need you in the game and not. Punching teammates and not being remorseful about it, dog. Come on. Yeah, take some counsel. <laughs> Grow up, Michael Thomas. We want you to be good. You're not yeah. you're not dynasty wide receiver one. That's DK Metcalf. Yeah, dude, you're 27 and a half. You're old AF. You're very old. Can't be doing that, dog. Can't be getting old. You turned him the other direction. That's that's He's good. He's in timeout right now. That's that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. We don't knock him down. We pick you up, King, but you gotta, you know, get your head on straight. That's Stop right. fighting teammates. Well, there you go. Fun episode. Lots of, uh, you know, kind of random sidebars. Had a good news section there, Addy. Great little stuff. Great talk about the 10 most impressive units. Yeah, maybe next week we can do a little six-week check-in. Yeah. Look at our preseason rankings. Some some WTF is going on yeah. with, some, with some folks. Maybe like uh, the f- fantasy footballers have a great segment called the Panic Room where they throw players in there and say, are you panicking about these guys? Like What's that. your level of panic? Maybe we can put something that like that together. Z-Max, get started on that for us, baby. We appreciate you. We love you, Z-Max. Appreciate Hope you. Hope you're put- doing okay. Yes. Uh, that, hopefully that cockroach you ate hasn't... Uh, <laughs> hopefully you're still alive. ...laid eggs inside your stomach. Yeah. Z-Max ate a cockroach at work. So, uh, we're worried about you, Z-Max. Yeah, that get was some good. better video coworkers. was very concerning, and shame on your coworkers for offering to do that. Yeah, threw the money on the ground, too. I like, know, made you pick it up afterwards. Dance for us, cockroach boy. What you don't realize is the precedent you've started of just, like, it's like on that Office oh, yeah. episode where he keeps making, uh, when Will Ferrell shows up as the new boss, and he keeps making Andy do, like, more and more outrageous stuff, like pour <laughs> hot coffee on himself because he's the funny guy, like, 
you, you're going to open up Pandora's box. They're going to be bringing, like, live snakes in, being yeah. like, hey, funny guy, bite the snake head off and eat yeah. it. <laughs> Wrestle, do get, that. Get in this just, pit with the snakes. Yeah, Z-Mags. Who drinks this pint of blood. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we got to get out of here. We you're do. You're just shot glass of semen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And on that note, yeah. it's horse. <laughs> yeah. We are going to see you guys next week. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter every week on Tuesday and Wednesday. We're dropping nugs uh, drafted by the cockroach eater himself, Z-Mags, putting together these awesome tweets for us. Be sure that you follow us at Big3IDP. Follow our boy, Dr. Leezus, at Big3 underscore injury. Check out his Saturday pod. Addy, we have a really fun surprise coming for the listeners this Thursday. Do we want to make it official or do we want to play it by ear in case we want to? I think we can make it official. All right. So for all of you listeners out there who have been tuning in on Thursdays to DF Triple S, we are going to be moving that into the Big 3 IDP feed. That will be dropping late Thursday night. Adam and Johnny the Greek from the IDP Guys podcast will be walking you through Everything you need to know for DFS for the upcoming week. Yep, we've uh, we've had pretty good success on there so far. We've we built some really nice lineups. In fact, the lineup we we put out on DraftKings this past week was seven X. So there you go. Very nice. I think seven X that money. Our our a uh, three dollar ticket won like it was like thirty bucks something like that. So anyway, um, we're doing good. We're in the zone. I mean, we understand that a lot of people are going to be checking out on their fantasy. You know, their redraft leagues around this time. So, DFS, it's never going to end, right? That you, you go until the end of the year. So, continue to check in with us each week. I mean, we're going to have relevant information and uh, hopefully make some money for you. Yeah, if you're, teams only. Yeah, absolutely. If, you, if your redraft teams have sucked and you're like, screw this, I'm out, I'll set my lineup, but I'm not, I'm not invested in that anymore, come invest some money in some DFS. Win we're some still money. here. Yeah, we're, st- we're still going to be having some fun. For real. Me and Johnny ain't dopes. We know what we're doing. And uh, we're having a great time doing it. Don't be a loser about fantasy and being like, I don't like fantasy because my team's bad or yeah. so-and-so got hurt. Like, boo-hoo. Go play DFS. Listen to Markham. Fantasy's That's right. dumb. Fantasy's so it's, dumb. It's all luck. Yeah, this is the fantasy crybabies. That's <laughs> my be- guys always get injured. Nobody else gets injured. Yeah. Suck yeah. it. Give me a break. All it's, right. I don't think a lot of these fantasy players ever play, like, real sports. A lot of just... A lot of people exposing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people. Let's dig into that on the next episode. I like the psychology it. of fantasy crybabies. Look forward to that. Also look forward, like I said, on Thursday we'll be dropping DF Triple S. Saturday we'll have Dr. Lesus. We're just the wheel keeps turning, the content, gold mine. We keep just finding these nugs for you all. Uh, you know, thanks again to our patrons. Uh, consider supporting the show on Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash big three IDP. Consider uh, leaving us a review over on iTunes. It really helps us out. Uh, <laughs> consider hitting the fart noise there um, for whatever reason. It doesn't matter. Uh, hope you all enjoyed this show. Good luck this weekend. Stay safe out there. We'll see you guys next week. Love you all. If you like Big 3 IDP, you'll love the IDP guys. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, and I mean, mostly I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's that's really what I'm here to say. Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop occasionally, sometimes IDP and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns to protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you. IDPguys.org. Thank you.
dream team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Big three IDP. Let's go.